Hello and welcome to the Chiropractic Student Podcast. My name is Lewis and we're here to talk about all the things you need to know before graduating chiropractic school. We're going to talk to experienced chiropractors and we're going to be discussing the science, philosophy and art of chiropractic. We're going to get tips and hints on how to get through chiropractic school with a deeper understanding of what chiropractic is and truly can be. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Chiropractic Student Podcast. Today I'm joined by Carl Thomas. Um, he's a chiropractor in the UK. I know Carl personally. We've trained a lot together in Kairos training culture. Um, we used to study together at McTimony. He's a few years ahead of me though, and he's out in the big wide world of chiropractic now. Um, Carl, thank you very much for coming on to today's podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, so obviously today we're just going to have a little chat about all things resourceful for chiropractic students, um, not just within the UK, but around the world. Um, we had a little chat before um, just to make sure that we're on the same wavelength and that everything seems to be nice. And we've got the recording finally going. This is actually the first one that I've done with a guest on. So um, we've uh, worked out the kinks a bit. Um, so first of all, kind of just tell us a little bit about chiropractic for you, what it means to you and sort of just a brief thing uh, about how you got into chiropractic. Okay, so chiropractic for me has evolved, which is a good thing. Uh, when I first got into chiropractic or when I was first a patient or a client, uh, in need of chiropractic care. I was uh, 17 going on 18 years old and I hurt myself doing something rather silly that 17 and 18 year olds do. And I, I couldn't stand up straight. I just couldn't work. I couldn't move. I couldn't do a great number of things. And like many people now that I realize the chiropractor was the last resort because nothing else had worked. The GP had given me medication. Um, I'd iced it. I'd heated it. I'd done all the things that they tell you to do. And my lower back, I was in agony. And I ended up going to a chiropractor about 30 or 40 minutes away from me because that was who I'd been referred to. I knew nothing about chiropractic. All I knew was I was in pain and I wanted to be out of it. So. I went and saw a guy. I didn't know anything about techniques. I didn't know that there were different techniques. I didn't know anything about anything. All I knew was I was in pain. And I'll be honest with you, even to this day, I would classify my first chiropractor as being possibly at least my top three that have ever adjusted me. Um, it was incredible. And I often say it to new patients, new clients, after they've had the first adjustment, they turn to me and they say, wow, that was amazing. And I will always say, I'm so jealous of you because I will never have my first adjustment back again. And I remember the feeling. And I, I walked out of that, that office and to my car and I was standing up. I had no idea what had just happened to me <laughs> but what I do remember is being 18 years old or just 18 years old at the time that one I remember thinking 
I could do that. That was one of the coolest things <laughs> that I have ever witnessed. And two, I was just about to join the fire service. And I thought, no, you know, my career is set. My path is, is written. And I joined the fire service. So, yeah, that's how I got into chiropractic. Um, yeah, do you want to know about how I then finally got to be a chiropractor? Yeah, go for it. Like, just what sort of steps did you then take from changing from the fire service into making that leap of going into chiropractic school? Like, what was it that made you actually do the transition? What, what, what caused that? Yeah, so <clears throat> a lot of people, especially in chiropractic, especially if you are in the philosophical belief of more vitalistic chiropractic, you will hear chiropractors say, you know, uh, chiropractic chose you or, you know, the universe aligned or any of these number of things occurred. And it's not something I buy into all the time, but sometimes you look at a set of events and you cannot say anything else um so this is a long story short but essentially i was in the fire service and a guy that i worked with his wife was a chiropractic assistant my then girlfriend at the time needed a new job as she left her old one she became a chiropractic assistant so we now fast forward another year and she's starting her degree to become a chiropractor <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm watching her study. I'm watching her really put hours in to both train practically and mentally uh, the skills that you need to be a chiropractor. And I remember myself thinking, I can do this. Like, this is so cool. I remembered those feelings I had when I was 18 years old. And what ended up happening was she was in the WCCS, so the World College of Chiropractic Students, and she went out to Atlanta for the AGM. And in the week, 10 days that she was away, I decided that I was going to give up my career as a firefighter. I think if I remember rightly, at that point, I was 14 years in to... <laughs> being a chiropractor, something like that, 12, 14 years. And she came back and I just said, I'm going to be a chiropractor. And the look on her face was priceless. Her chin hit the floor. So that's how I got into chiropractic. I know it was a long one, but so it you took me a while. So, so you <laughs> decided to become a chiropractor whilst she was away at a conference? Exactly, yeah. Oh, wow. So you kind of had that sort of headspace alone seeing her doing all this stuff around the world, um, getting integrated into the community and you kind of, that sort of pushed you over the edge and you were like, let's go for it. Just take that, take that big leap and just do it. 100%. I could see this beautiful woman in front of me just growing exponentially. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, part of my thought process was one, yes, I think I can really do great things as a chiropractor, but two, I've got to keep up with her. Like, she's incredible. <laughs> I was like, I've always wanted to do it. I've always said I could. I can see her crushing things. And she, you know, she went around the world 
And I just thought, man, if I'm going to keep her, I've got to step my game up. Mm. Had you done much research into um, like actual study of chiropractic before you entered? Like, did you know anything about the science, the art, philosophy, or were you obviously you were sidelined watching her go through it all? Like, uh, how much did you know? about those like the three pillars of chiropractic before you got into chiropractic school so for me before she started being uh, a chiropractic student I knew nothing as she was getting into it I was learning more which was resonating more which was probably the catalyst to everything but realistically looking back I, I didn't know anything. I knew nothing. <laughs> um, you know, nothing that I now look back on and say that was relevant. Yeah, exactly. And so fast forward, you're now in chiropractic school. Year one, Carl rocks up with his uh, backpack on. Um, <laughs> and then looking through your journey of chiropractic school, like uh, this is this podcast is about helping people find the resources that you found to become the chiropractor that you were today. So like sort of step-by-step, what helped you get into like the philosophy, the science, the art, like what, what was your uh, step process that you went through and pivotal, pivotal moments that kind of helped you just really excel into chiropractic and really dive in, um, like what, what sort of things do, are out there that you would recommend? Okay, so for me, the biggest thing that I recognized off the bat was for me to be a great chiropractor, you have to be able to do the job that somebody wants you to be able to do to help them, which mm-hmm. meant you have to be able to adjust somebody. Now, when I started training my adjustment was actually a good six months before I even decided to become a chiropractor I had already started training doubles and it was because of you may have heard the phrase uh, or the the idea of grease the groove which is a training principle and obviously my girlfriend was trained to be a chiropractor she bought herself a toggle board and she wanted to get better at being a chiropractor, um, at, at delivering the adjustment. And she was learning toggles. And she said to me one day, this is harder than it looks. <laughs> and I remember saying, okay, walked up to the toggle board. And I mean, looking back, I I'd almost put my hands through the table, but and move the toggle board. And after that point, I was hooked. I, we ended up putting, and this is one of the best things you can do if you want to learn something, repeat it over and over again, make it something that's unmissable. And I placed the toggle board at the doorway to our bedroom. (laughs) Every time we went through the doorway, you had to do 10 toggles, left hand, 10 toggles, right hand any sort of other drops that you want to do you would do and I was training that for six months before I became a student 
you can imagine the shock on the uh, practical tutor's face when you come in and start <laughs> toggling like pristine toggles from day one. Oh, I, I, I had some looks for sure. I did have some looks. I totally agree with you there, though. Like, I think it's three pillars for a reason, like the art of chiropractic. If you cannot move a bone, if you cannot adjust, it's hard to get the results. Um, like you say, it's about doing the job properly and being able to do the job confidently as well, like to know and have uh, confidence and faith in your adjustments um, is a whole separate thing as well as being able to do the adjustment. Um, what helped you in terms, so we've covered the art side of things. Um, was there anything else you did to like improve your adjustments before we move on to like the philosophy and the sciencey stuff? Like what else kind of things did you do to train? Uh, so once I started in uni, I trained every day. I sought out as many things as I could to try and help me train. And at the time I didn't know anything. Kairos training culture wasn't a thing back then. It was um, adjusting ninjas. Adjusting ninjas hadn't even left the United States at that point. Um, so really it was anything that I could get my hands on, whether it was reading books, whether it was talking to others, whether it was just working on the toggle board, going after my speed with whatever. I, I always knew speed was the thing. Um, and following that, I obviously went to my first adjusting ninjas camp and that was at the end of year one mm. um and and that's where things really took off went on that that adjusting side and so you mentioned like a few books um in terms of the art and adjusting mm. are there is there anything that you would recommend as like a go-to let's imagine you're this is for a year one chiropractic student who's not done anything outside of uni which actually is probably year two and three at the moment because no one's been able to go to any seminar CPD at the moment. Um, what would be like your number one thing to say? Like imagine they're toggling at home, but what would be the one resource or thing for them to go and look at doing or look at as like the number one thing? What would be your number one? Just go and do this. Number one thing right now that is the cheapest, easiest thing to do that even now I still do mm. on a near daily basis is get yourself a model spine and put it down somewhere that you have to walk past every single day and look at the spine, look at the facet joints, look at how the spine interacts with the joints and where muscles and ligaments might attach, where the ribs come in, how everything articulates. Because if you can visualize how a joint should move when you can't see it because you've trained it, you'll move that joint effortlessly. Mm. Yeah, you can really manifest what you're doing at a deeper level on, on that bony level. Um, that structural yeah when when you've got someone laying down on the bench and they're got their clothes on you got the muscle you got the skin you got the fat it's you kind of view it a little bit different unless you've like you say you've been training you know exactly what is underneath there and exactly mm -hmm. how it all moves um 
that's a really good idea and these things cost you like what 50 quid like you can get a really nice pelvis all the way up to um, no, go on ebay go on ebay look for used ones second hand ones yeah our first model that i got i think was 20 pounds it, it's easy like students yeah. pay that a week in like costa and, and starbucks so like oh, spending 20 20 quid on a uh, on a spine model is like a, a super easy doable thing um for, for really anyone cool um so moving on to like let's go philosophy next so how did you find your why of chiropractic your chiropractic why <laughs> interesting i don't think i've even found it honestly i want to help people i've always been drawn to things that i'm in service in some way and helping people um but i don't think other than that i don't think i found my why and i don't think that that on its own is a good enough why for me other than maybe i'm a little bit selfish and I love what I do. So I love what I do, which is why I do it. And I'm good at what I do. I know I help people. So I fulfill both of those ideas. Um, but I don't think it really is a good why. There's some people out there who've got amazing whys and amazing stories. And mine is, I just love what I do. I think people are forever finding a why i don't think anyone really truly finishes finding their why because there's always another reason around the corner um and it's your intention it's why you're doing it your intention is to help people and that is a a good enough why like ask 99 percent of chiropractors right now or chiropractic students it's like why do you want to be a chiropractor it's like because i want to help people and i'm so with you that I actually believe that that is a good enough why. Mm. I don't feel yeah. like you need to be like, oh, well, because innate intelligence, this and universal intelligence, mm. and that's all great. And understanding that is is brilliant, but it's not, I don't think it's a, um, a hierarchy of, oh, well, my why is better than yours. It's, it's very individual. Like um, my why of chiropractic is, why I started getting into it was my whole family have lower back pain and the chiropractor was the one that helped and it was all pain model like I I got into it because of pain model and now understand things a little bit better to understand that it's not just pain but it's my why of why I got into chiropractic and year ones through three were just to help people get out of pain because I understood my family's pain yeah and that is such an underappreciated why, because yeah. that just shows the kind of person that you are. Your intention is just to help people. Like, I don't know many chiropractors who got into chiropractic because of any money or financial gain or anything else. Like, the amount of work we put in for money is, in my opinion, not enough. But at the same time, we don't care. I've never met a chiropractor who's like living a ridiculous lifestyle drives a Lamborghini or anything everyone lives a very modest lifestyle gives back to the community it's um it's more about helping as many people as possible 
every chiropractor would rather see a thousand people at 10 pounds than 10 people at a thousand pounds. And I really do stand by that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Why love it. Um, <laughs> so sciencey stuff, this is where I really fall short. I'm not academically clever. Um, I can read a book, but unless I'm interested in it, it will go in one ear and out the other. Um, what kind of things helped you understand the sciencey side of stuff, like the cellular level, the biomechanics, all that kind of um, the real more th theoretical stuff? Or like, how did you get through that? Yeah, so I'm 100% with you on the science side is the weakest part of my tripod, the weakest mm. part of my stool. Um, it's not that I didn't understand it. It's not that I didn't appreciate it. It's just when I look at things, for me, it's less important how somebody moves through or adapts to their, um, to their care and more important that they do well, that they achieve their goals, that the goals that they've set are my goals and together we work on them. And at no point, I can tell you right now, at no point has a single person ever said to me on a cellular level, how is an adjustment changing, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the synapsis firing patterns yeah. of you know, my nervous system yeah. and brain and not one person cares the about that. Time, the only time I've ever experienced that ever come up is in conversation with either other chiropractors or... Mm -hmm other sciencey medical people and that's like or when you're having like a sort of researchy kind of chat and um it's interesting you say that because I completely agree no one either asks or necessarily cares mm -hmm. and I think that's what you touched upon there it's like they don't really need to know as long as we know what we're doing um the fact that trying to teach people about the more sciencey stuff i i agree it's kind of neither here nor there um mm -hmm. for their understanding and there's plenty of research out there to prove what we do is um really evidence-based now um there's research coming out week in week out that's really backing up everything that we do which is great um but at the same time that when a new piece of research comes out it doesn't give us a huge momentum push it's still people come in because they feel great after getting adjusted and they don't need to know why they just feel great. Um, and that's it. One of the things that I've noticed is regardless of the research that's being done and, and bear in mind, I want to say that, you know, for a lot, of, I'm not a research guy. Um, and I really, really do appreciate the chiropractors and the scientists who go in and really study the research to create even more advanced studies to further chiropractic when it comes to the scientific element of our stool so to speak um but when it comes to it that like you just said the people who you are serving only care that you can help them they don't care why you know you can help them whether that's because you know you've trained the art they don't care that you they you know they can help them because your philosophy is on point of what you want to do to achieve their goals. And they don't care about the science that backs up the reason 
that a specific adjustment to a subluxated vertebra will actually change the tone of the entire body and nervous system. They just care. Can you help me? Mm. Yeah. Um, it's when you, I like to break things down to their most basic fundamental. And unless I'm going to go out and do the research, I need to know just enough to do my job, but I don't want to get bogged down in, I never have wanted to get bogged down in the minutiae of research. Yeah. And there's a hell of a lot out there and, and huge new stuff comes out every day. Um, yeah. Yeah. It can get, get a little bit messy out there. Mm. Cool. Um, I mean, we've covered the three main things that I wanted to get across to the audience. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say um, before sort of uh, saying goodbye? Is there any other advice that you would give to students here? One, two, three, four, anything like what would like yeah. maybe something that you would tell yourself? Yeah. Something you so, wish you could do as a student. Yeah. So for me, train more. Mm. And, and I say that knowing that, I've probably trained myself more than almost any chiropractor I know it, within the same sort of year groups. Definitely. Um, I could have done more. I, I, I think of it as exponential growth. If I'd have done 10 more minutes of training in a morning every day for a year, where would I be now compared to where I am? Mm. And if you think if... So, yeah if you were doing maybe 10 minutes already mm. on that basis would you potentially be twice as better obviously it doesn't work like that but it's that sort of where where would i be and that's really interesting yeah. so just train more there's never an extreme really especially as a student like you have so much time on your hands so much time um and there's so much out there now on social media things oh. like that like you can basically get free adjusting seminars online now um youtube has just become a, this flurry of uh, information some rubbish some good you have to sift through the through the ring dingers of the youtube but <laughs> you do get to some you do get to some very specific adjusting um tons of yeah, neuroscience yeah. stuff um brilliant thank you very much um yeah. If people want to get in touch, if people want to see more of you or even come and see you, talk to you, um, where can they do that or what's best? So I do have a YouTube channel. There are no ring dingers. Uh, it is, uh, you can find me on YouTube, which is Cairo Carl. Just search that and you'll find me. Uh, I am on Instagram as well or Facebook. Uh, again, same thing, Cairo Carl. If you want to come and observe, if you want any further information, you can currently find me working in Bracknell um, at Halsa, but I will be moving within the next few months down to the sunny south coast of England to Chichester. So, yeah. Lovely. Well, thank you so much. You've been uh, the very first uh, guest on the show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, it's been a pleasure to have Carl on the show tonight. Um, please stay tuned. There's going to be episodes coming out quite regularly. I'm hopefully going to start releasing them um, fortnightly. So 
we're going to have an insight to a lot of different chiropractors, their uh, science, art, philosophy, a little bit of their history and um, just their views on chiropractic. A nice little chat like we did today with Carl. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much.